Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Join the conversation. Call 1300 01 1170 or text 0457 736 736. Your rugby league coverage on SEN starts now. Welcome to NRL Crunch Time. Thanks to Azito. All day, every day. Yeah, welcome to the program on this Sunday afternoon. No NRL footy Mm. this afternoon. Don't worry, NRLW and Spudley, Mm. that person you heard going, "Mm." Mm. that was Mark Spud Carroll. I'm going to the Group 6 Grand Final this afternoon, so I'm looking forward to that. Fantastic. Get Camden Rams up against the Thirlmere Roosters in what's going to be a very exciting clash, no doubt. NRL Crunch Time, we do it for Azito. Azito Power Tools, German design quality and innovation, powering DIYs all day, every day. Uh, and remember, you're listening to us via 6.93 a.m. in Brisbane, uh, SEN 11.70 a.m. in Sydney. SCN 16.20 a.m. on the Gold Coast. And remember, download the app, listen anywhere, anytime. If you want to be a part of the program today, we encourage it. 1300 01 1170. The text line 0457 736 736. Slide into our DMs, either via Twitter or Instagram, at SEN League. So you've heard the grunting of Mark Carroll. Who knows what former world champ James Magnuson is going to bring to the table this afternoon. How are you, Miss Hoff? Never better, Jimmy. What That's, a time of the year. It's so good. I just rolled in from the water in Bondi. Spud's just rolled from the water himself. Straight into studio. Off we go. Okay, so what was on for you down at Bondi today? Just just a dip? Just Swim a dip. the bay? No swimming of the bay? No, nah, just a dip. Uh, I went and trained this morning at Marrickville at the gym. What's the name of it? Tribe Gym wow, in Marrickville. Wow, get it out there, man. Went for, went for a train, went for a swim. Um, then straight into talk some footy. Doesn't get much better. Okay. During the course of that, so what time were you out of bed this morning? Seven. Up at seven. Trained at eight. Yeah, right. So, yeah. so from seven until you walked in here at 11.30 yeah. in preparation of the show, yeah. what percentage of that time did you have a shirt on? I mean, this is- <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> uh, I put one in... I put one on in the car park here at SEM when I got in here. <laughs> <laughs> I thought so. I thought so. Hey, why, why wear a shirt down at Bondi Beach when you yeah, look like that? Exactly. Hey, Spudley. Exactly. Spudley, what, let me guess. See, do? Um, there's no other thing. Yeah, you're I right. actually went out with Beaches. Uh, Thank the you, boss from, The boss from Beaches. Anyone who wants to go, they get a uh, 10% discount. Whoa, Mention whoa, whoa. my name. What's Beaches? It's Beaches Sea do In Brookvale. Oh, jeez. Have you jumped camp? No, they, they always give me a ski. Were they the ones always? Give. Have they changed their name? No, they name? haven't. No, it was just I took the boss out, um, paid for his breakfast. Smart. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> you don't know how she ain't there, but as, uh, mate, I'm just wrapped the beef. I'm making my debut. Uh, for On the a year. crunch time? Yeah. And wow. It's a bit with the two Jameses. Um, fantastic. But as uh, James spoke about, this is the time of year you want to play rugby league. Um, you dream about this as a kid, and you've only got an opportunity, and don't let it slip, especially playing semi final footy. But... I feel sorry for the Rams today, mate. What about the temperature outside? As a forward, you don't want 31 degrees. Probably hotter in Camden, is it? 32 degrees it was going to be. 32 in Camden. How many times has it happened in our game? Um, semi-final period comes, the yeah. temperatures go through the roof. A lot. Mm. A lot. And that's been happening through the ages. So yep. you're right. How long did you play at the professional level? 
About 15. 15 years. You mm. played in three prelims. Is that all? That's it. So okay. we know the three prelims, right? Because mm. you played in three mm. grand finals. Yeah, well, we got a couple Never of lost a prelim. Never lost a prelim. That's correct. Good record. Yeah. Okay, Good. so do you remember them? So 95, 96, 97. Mm. So you won against. them all. Do you remember who they were against? Mm, yeah, I've had a few head knots. You know that. I know that. Uh, Roosters. That was in 97, correct? Scoreline? Oh, mate, did I score? I'm not, no, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not asking, did you score? I'm asking no, the scoreline. No, no, that was pretty close, I think. 17 16. Mm. Ooh. So you think about that dominant period for the Manly Seagulls where they played in three, 1 1, you know, unlucky to lose. Well, you can say whatever. Mm. But they scrape home. 17-16 in the prelim in 96, mm. uh, in 97. 96, very comfortable against the Sharks, 26-0. Yep, Sharks, yeah. And very reasonably comfortable against Newcastle in 95, 12-4. Mm. So they're your three prelims, just, Budley. James, it's, it's, the thing about it, I, I remember I, I got the Manly to win a comp and we made the semis first year and it was just so hectic. It just went through it so quick. We ended up blowing out the back door so quick. Yeah, and then the did. second year, 95, we got in real close. Um inside the period of having a rest and we just dictated with our defence. Our defence in 95 was just supreme. We'd hold sides out like Penrith for three sets of six and we get the ball, Cliffy lines, bang, we score. But back then it was only with interchange. So we used to use uh, Cliffy's uh, gridiron in attack, leave him on the defence, get him off. It was like getting yeah, hooked right. yeah. all the yeah. time. And, you know, you, you think about you know, defence and how many games. I think we won probably 13 and 14 in a row. and 15 we, until we was beat it 15? you. 15 until Roosters beat you over there at Brookvale. Guess what, guess what happened? I do remember because I wasn't playing. That's right. Gus threatened Gus, <laughs> Gus told Sean Garlic to threaten the referee, David J. Or David was J. Me? Was it William? That yeah. we're going to walk off the field. No, nah, that was hilarious. Really? David J. never refereed another NRL game. Yeah, so we lost three games that year. Because you were getting such bad calls. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah, okay. yeah. But he had the tracksuit pants on yeah. and, he, and he still always said, get off. <laughs> he was filthy, wasn't he? He, he was filthy. And uh, apparently Dave Gillespie, who he played with at the Bulldogs, walked and won a comp with in 88 at the Bulldogs, walked past and said, what's going on, Gussie? <laughs> <laughs> As Gus's head was about to explode. <laughs> yeah. now, who was your coach at Manly during that period? Bozo. Bozo, yeah. Yep. yeah. Uh, I remember when I signed... Was in the uh, he sells chemicals like uh, Walter White. You know, went in there and took my dad as a I never managed back then. Took my dad and he said, um, "Here you go." I said, "Man, I hate losing games, Bozer. I just want to come and win a comp." And they said it was Terry Hill and Dave Gillespie. And I said, "Where do I sign?" He goes, "You want to know about the money?" I said, "The money will come. I just want to win a comp." Gee, that's so, most unlike you. Yeah, no, I had to worry yeah. about the money later on. <laughs> but '95, um, like I said, we uh, we lost three games that year. Mum was a grand final. Like yeah. seriously, they always say, "Oh, you got to win. You got to lose one to win one." Mate, we should have won that game. We didn't. We won '96 and '97. No, we won't talk about. It. Bulldogs won convincingly mm. on grand final day. Uh, you'd have been happy about that. '95. Okay, so we'll get to the Wars mm. winning comfortably last night, and we'll talk about the game against the Broncos. The Storm knock out the Roosters, not without controversy. We'll have a look at the Kangaroos squad selection. Big Mal Meninga, he's got some headaches coming forward to that one, and of course we'll have a look at the big stories. But let's have a look at last night, boys. Love to get your thoughts on the Warriors. Defeating the Knights, 40 points to 10. Sean Johnson plays and stars missile. What was your take on this game? Yeah, well, I was really interested to see in that first set of six how Sean Johnson was moving. Yes. And he, he didn't skip a beat. No. Which when you watch it, you go, mm, could he have played the week before against Penrith? Mm. Probably. Yeah. Could they have won that game even with Sean Johnson? Probably not. 
Yeah. Um, so I think that was a smart decision to rest Sean Johnson. Uh, didn't skip a beat, controlled the game, controlled the tempo. And the Warriors forwards, off the back of Adam Fanua Blake, yeah. just dominate. I think that was one forward in the whole Newcastle pack, ran for over 100 metres. Yeah. Jacob Saifidi, other than that, yep. they were just steamrolled. Uh, yep. Shocking start for them too. 16 yeah. down. Like Marzu drops the ball. Yep. First set for yep. Newcastle. It, and it was easy too. Like the mm. Chance Nickel Crookstar, they didn't strip them for numbers. Like they can strip them for numbers down that right-hand side, which they did later in the game for Dallin to get across for the try that saved most multis. But uh, they didn't strip them for numbers. No. He just missed badly. Yep. Bradman Best. What was your take on it, Spudley? Uh, it was just an incredible f- performance. As you said, uh, Marzu drops the ball in the first set of six. Um, the next 15 minutes, they put on 16 points. Yeah. Uh, Stat-wise, I was... It was phenomenal. One, two, three, four, and five ran over 100 metres. But mine was uh, Charles Nickel Clock. How do you say his last Cook name? Star. Clock Star. Clock Star. 33 carries. Yeah. 305 metres. Yeah. Like, it's just... Beast. And then you got, you know, um, the forwards. Like, I, I think even uh, the captain, that being Harris, he had 22 carries, 240 metres from the middle. Mm. Um, boys, come with me. That's the sort of attitude. And... Uh, they've got plenty of momentum going to the next week's game. How good is that going to be? We've got some exciting players, two fullbacks. Uh, the halves are going to be incredible. I would love to know, if you're listening up there in Queensland now, I reckon it's a 55-45 mm. split in the crowd. 55% Broncos fans, 45% Warriors fans. The war- There are so many Warriors fans in Brisbane and surrounds that will get to this game. So I'd imagine tickets go on sale to members tomorrow and then to non-members on Tuesday. Mm. This one will sell out very quickly. A Saturday night game up there, and it's going to be absolutely huge. Of course, we've got Friday night at a course stadium. That is the storm up against the uh, Penrith Panthers, and we'll get to that very shortly. So Sean Johnson holds up, plays well, comes off early. This is what the coach, Andrew Webster, had to say after the match. It just it was the unknown until Cutton's run. That was the hard bit. It wasn't like, well, thought everyone thought we were probably hiding stuff or playing games. It was just the fact if he trained well there, then he'd play. So it was a long wait, and we didn't know the answers. We knew he was progressing well. I was telling him not to step so much off his right foot, but he just kept doing it. So he obviously thought he was uh, feeling pretty good out there. I, he, you know, he's, he's so mature, Sean. I, I know he should be at 33, but he's so mature about what the game looks like. He came back in, and he did four... 400 post sets of training the other day. So to come back in and know his game so well and, and to dish that up for the team's amazing. I think last week, boys, um, I know he missed the game, but I think it was game smarts by the um, the Warriors. He actually flew in with the side. If you've got a calf injury, yeah. wouldn't you stay at home and yep. get, yep. And get um, you know, a bit of uh, service on it slash you know, um, yeah, repair? But he was fantastic. A couple of times he was stepping. I thought he was running around um, you know, traffic cones. He had great step, he had great pace. And the kicking game next week is so important. Um, yeah, you look at Reynolds, he kicks the air out the footy, doesn't he? He knows every blade of grass. I wonder whether, if that is the case, that Sean Johnson was complicit in that. Or, or are you Andrew Webster talking to your medical staff going, we don't need him to play? Mm. By Andrew mm. Webster saying to Sean Johnson, hey, you shouldn't play in this game, it's an admission that you can't beat Penrith or you believe that you can't beat Penrith. Mm. So I would not make him complicit in it. I would, I would be saying... Oh, no, Sean, we want you to play. And then saying to the medical staff, rule him out. It, I, I, I'm, did, I'm just speculating yeah. on this yep. too. Well, yeah. You know the way the comp is. Did that change, with them losing against Penrith, did, did that change their direction 
of who they were going to play in completely. this. Yep. Completely. So they can play Penrith again. That'll be the grand final. Yeah. But it meant they flipped over to play the winner of okay. the uh, Knights uh, Raiders. So that was a better outcome for them than yeah. taking on the Roosters. Yeah. Uh, and that was proven on Friday night. Uh, and then the other one is, I would suggest that the Warriors are a better chance of beating Brisbane in Brisbane than coming to beat Penrith at Penrith or a core. Yeah. What yeah. you said, Jimmy, as crowd-wise, you said 55-45. thing is, the Warriors, without the Warriors when we had COVID, we had no competition, right? right. So I reckon other, other people think, okay, my second team is going to be the Warriors. So many. Mm. Yeah, so. It's panned out perfectly that you've got Queensland, New South Wales, Victoria, and New Zealand. It's crazy. That's all right. represented. I don't know if it's that's crazy. ever happened before. That's a very good question. Mm. So you're only looking at, I think the Warriors have made three prelims in their history. They got beaten in 2000 and three I'm pretty sure they got beaten in 2003 by the Panthers in that prelim because they 2002 they clearly made a prelim because they made the grand final 2011 they made a prelim because they made the grand final I don't know how many more prelims they would have made mm. than that so here they are they got a two out of three record come prelims uh let's go to Friday night the storm got home against the roosters 18 points to 13 it was there same score line from that sharks game 13 points to 12. Uh, this time, it was the extraordinary thing I find about this is that yes, they did set up for a field goal, yep. but Cameron, the type of player that Cameron Munster is, is like he had time to yeah. take the field yeah. goal and went, No, I'll run it. I couldn't believe it. And, and then I'm looking at it going, Okay, okay, we were calling it. And then he went, The next set, they got themselves nowhere in position to get wide. set for a field goal. Mm. And he went, oh, I know, I'll kick it over to Will Walbury. Yeah. And he'll score the try, and he did. Yeah, imagine him at the casino; you wouldn't be oh, with him. Oh no, risk averse. <laughs> As you said, though, we, we said go. To the, I'm going to either call go to the center, go to the center. Next thing they went shift left. Yeah. And how they going to do this? And he's backed his talent. He's a phenomenon in these sort of high pitch games. But just the um, you know, the the way that uh, the winger gets up and takes that ball, they re- I can see they've done a lot of work with the AFL sides. Yeah. With his hands to the roof, and yes. um, man, what a he's fantastic. He, he was Olympian, wasn't he? Is he an Olympian? Yeah. In the Rugby. number Silver sevens? medalist. Yeah. Silver medalist uh, for the All Blacks in the Tokyo Olympics. So, so that was you, two years ago. Did you ago. see the question they asked him? No. So they asked him a question after the game. I'm not sure if it was a radio station or if it was on the Fox Sports coverage. I saw it wherever I saw it. And uh, they said, uh, how does this come? They said, you've won a silver medal at the Olympics Games. Now you've made a prelim in the NRL. You know, is it close? Can you compare the two? And he goes... No, not even close. The Olympics was on a different level. And the reporter was just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe if he wins the grand final, but don't say it's for making the prelim. He's, Absolutely. Yeah. It was pretty funny though because <laughs> they were expecting the answer of, oh, yeah, this is better. And he goes, yeah. it's not even close. So I was like, oh, is he going to say? And he goes, the Olympics was a different level. <laughs> I just love how he was actually, yeah, he got, when he got um, interviewed, he actually went like that. And he's, he's got the, uh, the rings there the on, rings, his, yeah, on his, yeah, on his yeah. arms. Like, what do you expect? Yeah, got up on the ribs. Yeah. If I make an Olympics team, I've got, I've got the tattoo of the ring. Well, I I made it. Yeah. Um, I was fortunate enough to play for Australia a couple of times overseas, and I've got two tattoos, one in 1990, called the Ruse 90 with a big inscribement underneath. We are yeah. all blind when we got it. There's only <laughs> nine of us who got it. I remember Brad Fittler was the first to go in. Back then, he was the youngest ever kangaroo. Yes, he was, yes. And we took numbers out of a, of a hat, and I was number two, so he had to go and watch your mate get done. And he had a hairy ass. They had to shave his ass. Oh, <laughs> oh, and then in 95. Come on, we're a family program. 95 won the World Cup again, woke up. 
we went. He said, "We're going to the church." So we're going. We're not going to the church. Remember the, the church yeah, thing? Yeah, was yeah. Just, club. It yeah. was ridiculous. Yeah, ten o'clock in the morning, and I wake up next day, and I went. I need to get a tattoo. So I've got uh, World Cup Champions 95. It's like that set six inches long. Imagine when I get older, it's going to be down to my knees. It's on your backside. Yeah, I've got two. There you go. There you go. <laughs> one, so is, one is startling, cheek. Startling revelations here mm. on Crunch Time on a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> it reminds me, that answer from Will Warbrick reminds me of when uh, Mick Jagger was interviewed. Uh, the Rolling Stones were playing halftime of the Super Bowl about 10 years ago. And the, the interviewer said, "Have you? is it always been a dream to play halftime of the Super Bowl? He said, no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, I'm Mick Jagger. <laughs> yeah. like, this is just a little sports game. Did he do Live Aid that year where the Queen did it? That is a great Probably. question. I don't think so. No. I don't think so. Because there's that famous story about uh, – so Bob Geldof put the whole thing on, yeah. from what I understand, and, and he was getting people to do – and Freddie Mercury and Queen just went, well, you know, we should be here. Well, they were they – were, they were, they either hadn't released an album for a while or they, they they just had been off the scene for a little while. Yeah. So they were sort of shuffled. So had he been getting somewhat sick by then? I don't think so. I don't think so. Not yet. So so he um they were when they think they started that set, it was in daylight and then by the time they finished it was in darkness. So I think yeah. they had about a 25, 30 minute set mm. that they were doing. And and so Freddie went, Right. I'm blowing the socks off this yeah. one, right? So he goes out there, and if anyone wants to see something that will get spine tingling on YouTube, check out Queen's set, mm. uh, Live Aid Wembley in 1985. And apparently, yeah. all the other artists who hadn't been on yet were out the back in the green room going, mm. well, Freddie's just stolen the show. <laughs> right. But you know, here, reading uh, in the paper this week about our halftime entertainment or before, before entertainment, finally we've got some decent... Entertainment. We're going to have Tina Turner's uh, look like she's going to do her Tina Turner show, which I think is fantastic. But I think uh, halftime entertainment. If I would, is in the NRL now, what I'd like to do is get the top six fullbacks and get one of those ball machines and put them up. Oh and yeah, see yeah, if you yeah. Catch it. It'd yeah. be fantastic for the what, crowd. What year did uh, we stop doing the race? Because AFL do. Yeah. Do they still do the race at oh, halftime? So. AFL. Yeah. yeah, that's a good spe- spectacle. Yeah. The way they, you know, you have the burdens with the torpedoes, but you can actually yeah. get that ball to come down as with the torpedo. Oh, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. Yep. So um, that, that, yeah, I, I don't mind that. The race, though, is 10 seconds, right? So you need yeah. to build build that one up. They used yeah. to have the relays. That was a big part of mm. rugby league semifinal time, wasn't it? Around or up and back? No, up, back, up, back with a ball. So you'd have to carry a ball, too. And then you'd have to offload. Oh, did they ever drop it? Oh, all the time. Really? <laughs> well, so you, you weren't allowed to offload. You weren't allowed to offload till you got within ten meters, yeah. right? So some of the run, 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 and then you turn side yeah. on to, to offload, and then it's like ah. swinging around everywhere. And one of the funniest days I had was a semi-final period, and I was I was doing something for two weeks, and we had to go on the field and have these crash pads, and there was a big bit of a big mouth, you know, and, and before it was going to happen, well, they had to pick up the ball they'd do a chip and chase then they had to run through pads to score a try and the so other this is general public so no, from the general public no it wasn't general He's, he won a prize for right. two weeks so there was, there yeah. was two one was one side but I, I said I want the big mouth so as he's done the chip out of the top he's, and he's running as hard as he could and I, and I had Brian Fletcher with me I said let me go strike side mate I hit this bloke so hard and his legs it was, his legs went in the air and ran on his back and the crowd's just gone <laughs> and, and, and Fletch goes you couldn't help yourself I said mate no no you couldn't no. help yourself so the Storm are going to take on the Panthers so 
That's happened a couple of times in my life, actually. <laughs> Flashpoint in the game. Here is referee Ashley Klein apologising to Rooster skipper James Tedesco. Oh, look, I thought he got his no. arm. No, look, I understand. I thought he got his arm underneath. That wasn't even close. They could have challenged it. So you're going to be about that doubt. That yeah, was but obvious. I only call as I see it, OK? I apologise. I, I can't say any more than that. So there you go. Uh, the vision at the time, we, we were calling it and went, oh, hang on. Like, it wasn't totally clear first time we saw it. First replay, oof, he's dropped mm. it terribly. They score. So, well, they, they a get a penalty yeah. and then they score. Uh, uh, as opposed to the Roosters being 10 metres out on the attack. The yeah. other the other part of it is, at 13-12, Harry Grant was hit high. There, it, without a shadow of a straight doubt, he was hit high by Sam Walker, straight on the snoz. He, he could still be staying down, Harry Grant, because you could hear Ashley Klein say, get up and play the ball. Get up and play the ball. If Harry just said, no, I'm not getting up. That's the other mm. bunker. Chris Butler has Correct. to get involved. Yeah, but Calvin Klein. I reckon he shot himself in the foot. And and there's a lot of criticism around Ashley Klein. Two big moments. Didn't favour one yeah. way or the other, although you could argue the try. But, you know, uh, lots of sliding doors moments after that. Uh, and the Roosters were, were there to win the game. But it certainly was a big flashpoint. And I think you're right, Spud. I think come the referee appointments for next week, very interesting. Because Jared Sutton didn't get a gig. Yeah. Last uh, night's guy, I thought he was quite good. Um, Adam G. Yeah, well, it was really good actually. When, when a side wins forty to ten, yeah. it's really straightforward, yeah. mm-hmm. and that's the thing. Unless it's, well, I think he learnt from his experience in the first. I, I thought the first try, or the first try, second try by the uh, Warriors was a try, and, and he was on the wrong ang- wrong angle. But the next the next try off that, he was right in front of it, and uh, he said no try, but actually it was a try. But yeah, uh, that's what the bunker's for. Make sure you get it right. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Get us on the text line as well. Zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. We'll take ourselves a break. We'll be back with more. You're listening to Crunch Time on a Sunday. All thanks to Bazito.